Come on, this is the day that the Lord has made, and he's commanded us to rejoice and be glad in it today. Come on, are you rejoicing and glad in it today? Because you can rejoice today because, man, here it is. God got you up, man, and started you on your way. And, man, right there, that alone enough, man, is a blessing outside of this world. Because he did not have to do it this morning. He could have went ahead and looked on the redeemed list of, man, here it was, his saints and everything, and, and said that, you know, hey, I'm just going to pass you by. But and, and in fact, he went ahead and he looked down, man, because you know that he looks, he sits high and looks low, amen, meaning that here it is, man, the earth is his footstool this morning, amen, and that his mercies are new every morning, meaning that here it is that I should be able to get excited in the house of God about, man, here it is, his grace and mercy woke me up this morning and started me on my way mercy meaning I did not man I did not deserve it but he did it anyhow and so because he did it anyhow and I didn't have to pay the bill for my sins that you know what I'm just gonna go ahead by myself today and start giving him some praise amen is there anybody else in the house today that is man like God you are so worthy this morning because God hey nobody else would have done it the Bible it says that for scarcely would one die is that not what the Bible says meaning that here it was for a good man but here it is Jesus got on the cross and died for us and not just died for us but purchased us back meaning that we could not pay the debt what if God came around to you this morning and said there's a debt that you have to pay some of us running right now from the bill collector we're like man I can't pay and so what if God came around and he said man hey uh, uh, um let me look on my list let me see what you did on Monday. Let me see what you did on Tuesday. Let me see what you did on Wednesday. Let me see what you did on Thursday. Let me see what you did on Friday. Let me see what you did on Saturday. And some of us, if we truly were honest in the house of God, we know we didn't even think everything, man, that we or thinking right when we got up. So some of us, we may not have acted upon it, but we thought about it. Amen. And we said, God, I need you this morning. That was my prayer this morning. It was just, God, I, I just need you. I just need you again. I was just like, God, I just need you. Is that your, is that your reason why you're here this morning? I'm not talking about man to put on ears and everything. But I'm talking about because you're here, because you're just like, God, I need you this morning. God, I love you this morning. God, you're worthy this morning. God, you're awesome this morning. God, I love you this morning. Because, see, that's how worship is supposed to go. But sometimes it seems like worship is just, man, it is kind of routine. We know all the right beats and everything. You know how we do in church. We put our hands together at that point where we know we're supposed to do it. But I'm trying to find out, man, are there some worshipers in the house? I'm trying to find out this morning, are there some people, man, that are just like, God, I don't need to hear a sermon or nothing, but God, I just want to worship you. Because you know when you worship God that, hey, man, here it is. When you're in his presence, 
Ain't nobody got to say nothing. I just get what I need from him. I ain't got to have nobody say nothing to me or preach a sermon to me. Because sometime when I'm just in my little Amazon van and, man, I got my headphones on and I just get in that place where I'm just worshiping, 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 worshiping. Do you know he'll feel it? Do you know he'll feel that van? And that you, man, tears would be rolling down my eyes. And I just be like, man, you are so awesome. God, you take me to places that I don't even think I should be, man, going. And God is that good this morning. So can you just give the Lord a hand praise this morning? Because truly he's worthy this morning. Amen. Amen. First, give an honor unto God this morning, whom is the head of my life. Truly, man, um, without him, I would truly be nothing. And man, I just love him for it. You know, I just think he is so awesome. You know, I'm just warming up to the place with, you know, our father, man, that it's just like, you're so awesome. You know, and you're like not how people make you out to be, you know, and that's such the powerful thing about having your own relationship with man, him, is because you get to know him, man, uh, probably another way that I probably don't know him, because I know him and I'm spoiled. I'm just like, you know, hey, I'm like, hey, I'm like your only child, God, and so, you know, you just got to do what you need to do for me, you know. And so that's just how me and him are. You know, he knows me. He knows Damien and everything. And I just love him. He's awesome, you know. And so give an honor unto the angel of this house, um, Pastor Kyle Davies. Would you go ahead and put your hands together for him? Because you really want to honor that man of God and everything. He is the one man, what we call in the Bible, he is the watchman over your soul and everything. And man, truly, it is dynamic when you have a pastor. It means that, hey, you know, here it is. When you go a little too far to the right, he puts out his little uh, uh, hook and everything. He says, no, 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 no. Come on back over here. You know, we doing worship over here on Sundays at 915 and 1045. Amen. And so he says, man, you know, he tells you those cool things like forsake not the assembly of the saints. You know, man, you come worship, man. You know how Kyle is. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Y'all know how he is. Man, he's a worshiper, dude. You know, and not just that. But, man, one of the dynamic things that I love about man, Pastor Davies, is that he is so involved in our community. He's not like, you know, hey, man, I'm just in the Bible and everything, and I don't see nothing and know what's going on in Vancouver. But, like, he is so connected with everybody. And so he is really, man, doing what he's supposed to be doing as a pastor. I hate to break the news to you. He's really doing it, man. You know, sometimes I have to, like, tell him, hey, man, your schedule, man, is like, dude, what are all those dots? He's like, oh, man, those are all my me. I'm like, oh, man, I couldn't do that. I can't do all those doubts. That would overwhelm me. But here it is. God has given you a man that here it is to whom more is given, more is expected, and he's handling it. So can we just, man, put our hands together one more time for him? Amen. You know, I just, I don't know why I'm just right there about pastors today. Probably it's because I read an article one of my other friends, he had put on um, Facebook and everything about pastors, man, that are leaving the ministry. 
And so because you have a dynamic pastor, I want y'all just to, man, esteem him, man, be good to him, you know what I'm saying, and his family and everything. Because, you know, that kind of stuff, when you read articles like that, let me tell you something, man. Some people are, are, are choking under the pressure, especially with COVID and everything. And um, here it is. He has provided two services. He has a dynamic staff that are working around the clock, and they do their work well. Oh, I, I guess I'm going to say that again. And they do their work well. <laughs> it's like y'all don't believe me. You know? And they no, they do it extremely well. I'm very proud of the, man, the operations team here because they do it well. It ain't like this at every church. Let me be the bearer of bad, uh, uh, bad news. It's not like this everywhere that you go. Churches don't run as efficiently as this one. Some churches are, are struggling for good administrators, good operations team. And here it is. You got one of the best ones in Vancouver, if not the best. And God is about to move. Oh, I don't think y'all believe me. Okay. Mm. Okay. I see what we got to do this morning. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and flip the switch. Okay, okay, okay. Well, what we're going to go ahead and do this morning, man, is that we're going to go ahead and switch it up because I felt God put something in my spirit. And because I don't, man, I, I'm one of those ones, if you don't believe, I'm going to prove a case for Jesus today. And the case that I want to prove today, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. And the uh, case that I want to prove today is that God is going to do greater works with this church. Amen. Because I don't think y'all, man, all the way, man, believe in everything. And I'm going to stick to the theme of um, spirit over self. Um, because I, I just think, man, the values here at Generations are so dynamic. We've got, like, cool values that say, like, give over get, meaning that we're not all about us. We, like, really want to give, you know, that kind of thing. You, you know what I'm talking about? You know, like, reach in your back pocket and it's time for ties and offerings. Yay, yay. You know, that kind of thing. Or, man, here it is, progress over perfection, meaning that, you know, when you come into church, you don't have to pretend like you're just perfect. You can just be who you are here. That's, like, kind of cool. I like those kind of churches. You know, you can just be who you are, man, and just progress. You ain't got to get it together in one day, that kind of thing. And um, not just that, but, man, here it is, man, um, story over sin. You know, meaning that, yes, you have a story, whether you want to tell it or not this morning. Amen. And not just that, but here it is. The one I was to talk about is spirit over self this morning. Amen. And, you know, I love this one because it says we put God's purposes and priorities ahead of our own as we daily depend on him while we live, work and play. That covers the whole totality of what we do as Christians. We live, we work and we play. We don't always play, work, and live, you know, that kind of thing. And so, you know, here it is, man. But what we want to do is that now that we become saved and everything, we want to put God's, man, purposes and priorities over our own. Amen? Amen. Amen. So what we're going to go ahead and do um, this morning right quick is that um, I want us to go to John, the 14th chapter. And I'm going to bob around a little bit here, and it's going to make sense. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to first go into our teaching versus my story. And so I'm going to go over the teaching because, you see, you guys ride me up. And I feel like I got to prove something now. 
You know, I'm on my I'm I'm in my element. When you tell me, oh well, I feel like you don't believe me. Okay, I'm gonna prove the case. Okay, so John the 14th chapter. Um, I'll be starting in verse 12. And then after that, I'm going to go to Luke, the fourth chapter, and we're going to go verses 1 through um, 14 and everything. So the word of God reads forth as following. Out of John, the 14th chapter, starting in verse 12, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but you see me because I live, you shall live also. At that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that have my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Amen. We're going to go ahead and just flip over, and um, we're going to go to Luke, the fourth chapter. And I'm going to start in verse 1 and go all the way through 1 through 14. And then we're going to go ahead and, man, uh, we're going to see if we can unpack this and everything. Because I just really feel, man, prophetic that, man, God is really, man, set to do something. And has set the stage within this church to do something greater in Vancouver. Amen. And I just feel like, man, y'all ain't getting excited about that. That God wants to use y'all. He ain't looking at crossroads and new heights. But I, I feel like he's honestly looking at generations. And he's going to do something. And so out of Luke, the first chapter, it says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when there were ended, he afterward hungered. And the, and the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God, command the stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, look what he says, all this power will I give thee. And the glory of them, for that it is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it, if thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple, 
and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answered, saying unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all temptation, he departed from him for a season. And here's our thematic scripture. And it says that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. Amen. May God have a blessing upon the hearers, readers, and doers of his holy and righteous word. Let us come to the Lord in prayer. Eternal God, in the name of Jesus. God, how we thank you, Lord, for this is the day that the Lord has made. And God, you commanded us to rejoice and be glad in it. And God, we're glad in it this morning because God, Lord, we thank you that there is a word from heaven, dear Father God, and that, God, we came into this place and that here it was, you had a word, man, that you rained down. So, God, we need you to do what you do best, and that is be God all by yourself in this place. God, I pray today, dear Father God, Lord, hide me behind the cross that they might not see me, but see you in me, dear Father God. And, God, that would just be a selfish thing for me to pray for myself. So, God, I pray today, dear Father God, Lord, that you would create in us all all a clean heart, renew within us a right spirit, and Lord, let the meditation of our heart be found acceptable in your sight. For you are our God, our strength, and our redeemer. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. All right. Spirit over self. We put God's purposes and priorities ahead of our own as we daily depend on him while we live, work, and play. The question this morning is, is that who is the Holy Spirit? He's God. Okay, got one answer. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Comforter. The Comforter. Okay. Okay. I would have to say that he is the third person of the Trinity. Well, somebody might be sitting there and say, well, I, man, I don't know all this Trinity thing that you're talking about, preacher. And the Trinity is, is that man, meaning here it is, the Trinity was man at the beginning of the creation of time, meaning that they were the ones that, hey, created this world and everything. And they're the ones that said, man, in Genesis, the first chapter, 26, and they said, and let us, meaning us, the Trinity, let us make man in, 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 in our image and likeness, meaning that every time we see one of us, we see, man, a piece of God. Because we're formed in his image and his likeness. Meaning that every time I see a Kyle, man, there goes God. You know, every time I see you in here, man, there goes God, man. You know, because they were like all, oh, man, uh, uh, together. And they were like, man, hey, we're going to create everybody individually. And so that means whatever he put in you, he didn't put in me. Amen. I'm trying to get you this morning to celebrate who you are this morning. Amen. By letting you understand that uh, 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 God, hey, made you, man, different than he made everybody else in this room. And that sometime, man, hey, that you're celebrating God when you're celebrating yourself this morning. Amen. Oh, oh, y'all ain't getting happy about that. But the Trinity is 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 God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. 
And all three of those, they have like this relationship thing, this cool thing to where everybody plays their part, like the operations team here, man, at Generations. Man, nobody steps on nobody's toes. Everybody plays their part. And so that's kind of like how the Trinity is. God is like, okay, um, I'm going to tell Jesus, and the Jesus is going to go ahead and tell the Holy Spirit, right? And so here it is. They all work together. They all work together in, 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 in basically uh, God's great plan of our salvation to basically redeem us. Amen. And so here it is in John, the 14th chapter, Jesus, he had told his disciples, he had told them in the first verse, he has said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe also in me, meaning that here it was, they were going to be troubled because here it was. He was like, man, I'm going to be gone away from you. And, you know, I know that your heart is going to be troubled by this, because remember, they were going ahead and they had been following Jesus around and everything. And, you know, when you go ahead and it's like if you lose somebody and everything and here it is, you know, that person is no longer going to be with you anymore. You're going to be troubled about that. And so here it was is that, hey, he tells them that here it is, man, um, I'm going to give you a comforter. Meaning that I'm going to give you somebody that is always going to walk with you because I know that you're going to go through things in life and that here it is. I'm not going to be there with you, but I'll be with you in the spirit. Amen. And so what God did was is that he said, man, hey, I got to go away. If I don't go away, man, then, hey, the comforter is not going to come to you. So what he did was is that he went away and he left us, man, with this thing called the Holy Spirit. Now, some of us might not be in tune with the Holy Spirit because some of us might not understand that that other person, man, that is talking to you in the morning is really the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one talking about, hey, here it is. Let's get in devotion time. He's the one that is saying, hey, let's go to prayer a little bit. Hey, he's the one saying, hey, let's go to church on Sunday. He's the one, man, that is set to guide and lead you. Okay. And so Jesus, he tells his disciples in verse 12, he says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the first thing you cannot have the Holy Spirit unless you believe on Jesus. You're just not going to have it. You ain't going to have this dynamic thing, this Holy Spirit, unless you believe on him. But he says that he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works. He says greater works, meaning that here it is. He was letting his disciples know you're going to do, man, greater works than I am. Because, see, some of us go ahead and we look in the Bible and we see the things that Jesus done. And we think that, oh, well, I'm not, I can't do those things fact of the matter is, yes, you can. Because it says it right here. It says that greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my father. The thing about it was is that, see, we missed that part. We missed the part that it is all about doing greater works in the community. Like you guys are going ahead and having, here it is, a, a, a carnival and everything. That is a greater work. What you're doing is you're saying that, man, we're putting God's purposes and priorities over our own. Because we could all be at home and say, you know what, I can't come outside. It's COVID. 
But you're saying that there's somebody that, hey, needs those back-to-school supplies. That's putting God's purposes and priorities ahead of our own. That's greater works. See, some of us, we get it twisted and think that greater works is we're going to ride on a cloud and everything. That's not, no. No. Greater works are what you're doing. If God didn't feel like, hey, man, um, you guys were going to do greater works and everything, then he wouldn't have gave it to you. It's a great work for him. It's something, man, to get excited and riled up about. Because he could have gave it to somebody else and said, well, I'm not going to give it to you. And so he says that greater works. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Everything, man, that generations does, it's about glorifying God. It ain't about glorifying self. That's why it's give over get. That's why it's spirit over self. Meaning that here it is, I I, got to come to some kind of way where I'm dying to myself. And that when, hey, the email goes out, because I get them, and I'll be looking like sometimes like, oh, man, John, come on, man, not another email, man. He's like, man, we need you at the cleanup and this and that. I'm like, you know how we do. I ain't going to that one. I want to do what I want to do. You know how we, come on. That's church. We don't just like, oh, okay, Pastor Dad, I'm going to do whatever you want. We be like. Let me look on the phone. I ain't answering that one. <laughs> Pastor going to want us to come early and help set up because we're a church plant. You know, that kind of thing, you know. Or he might want us to stay after. Man, I'm trying to get to Popeye's chicken. You know, that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? And so here it is. You know, we were set to do greater works. And so I got to go ahead and I, I'm just going to hit and run and everything today. And so where I'm trying to go is, is that I'm trying to go to a place where here it is that you can have more power from God. You can do greater works for him. And because you got the Holy Spirit, he, the Holy Spirit isn't just guidance, but he came with all power. That's why it said in Acts, the first chapter, verse eight, it says, and you shall receive what? Power to do what? To be witnesses, not just witnesses, man, but witnesses everywhere, meaning that here it is. God gave us this Holy Spirit and everything, and he gave it to us with some power. Now, how many people feel like in here that you got some power? Yeah, I bet you all do. So some of y'all get back to work and the people say, oh, go do this and go do that. You You know how we do. Sometimes we can go to work and we don't feel like we got power. We don't feel like we're in control of the situation. We can just feel like, man, we're going because it's COVID and I, I need a paycheck, man. And so the power that God wants us to get in, 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 into is the power that is within you. Tapping into that power within you. Because, man, you got some power this morning. You got power to change your community. You got power to change the way things are done in this world. And that's why he gave it to us. He gave it to us because, you know, here it is, man. Like Jesus in this fourth chapter, here it was. It says, and Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. 
okay? And not just that, but in verse 14, I'm going to make a long story short here. It says, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region, all basically round about. So what happened from verse 1 to verse 14? What happened was is that here it was. Uh, Jesus had got baptized. He was no longer man. Uh, uh, he had died to self. OK, meaning that when you go ahead and you get baptized and you go ahead and go down in the water, meaning you die to yourself. Meaning that it is no longer you that you are saying, hey, man, I, I, I'm sold out for Christ. I'm going to do whatever Pastor Davies and, and, and Pastor Grabhorn say. But does it always happen like that? See, some of us got quiet. We shaking our heads because we done went down in the water, came back up. Family was here and everybody. And we still got an issue dying to self. And that just lets us know this morning that we really need Jesus, amen, in our lives. We need Jesus in a bad way. Like when I got up, I just let him know. I said, God, I need you again in a bad way. I ain't fixed. And, God, I need you to make me over. There was an old school song that says, uh, uh, um, I don't know if y'all know it, man. The old folk used to sing it in the church talking about I got a leak in this building, meaning that here it is. We got a leak in our building. And that, you know, the only thing that can fix it, man, is here it is, man, heaven. Meaning that until, hey, God calls us on home, we ain't going to be fixed. That's why Revelation says that he'll do what? Wipe away every tear from our eyes and everything. Because after this here, life is over. One of these old days, we're going to fold our Bibles, close it, say our last prayer, and go on to heaven. But until then, we got an issue. It's called sin. It's called self. And that's why we need the power of God in our lives. Because if you look at in this fourth chapter, it was all about Jesus. Here it was. He was showing us the way of how to beat the devil. He was showing us that, man, you do not have to give in to temptation. I'm trying to talk to some young folk here, man, today that feel like, you know what, because everybody else is doing it, that, hey, I, man, I, can, I can do it. But, you know, every believer is like this cell phone here this morning. And here it is, um, we either got a full battery, or you know what? You know how we do. We either, man, clunking around, because some of us going to leave out of here, and then on Monday morning, we're going to be, oh, I'm so good. That's because you did not connect while you were here today. You did not connect to God in your worship. You didn't connect him in the prayer. You were just like, well, I'll just, people was praying and everything, and you're just like, oh, well, let me see what I'm going to do next. And here it is, when you connect to God, you get the power of God. That means that you go through the week, and you, you, it's not that, you know, here it is, you're just uh, uh, perfect or nothing, but you got the power to resist temptation. You don't have to give in to what's going on in this world. Because the Bible, it says, man, here it is, that it says what? Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may do what? Prove what is the good and acceptable will of the Lord. Meaning that here it is when everybody else, man, is saying, you know what? They don't care about nobody. Generations are saying, yeah, we care about people. We're going to do whatever it is that we got to do, man, to let people know that it is give over get. It is spirit over self. It is progress over perfection. That you're all right here when you come through the door. 
I feel y'all getting excited here. Because that's what it's about. It is about, man, it's like how I seen in the first service. Young boy, he was just flying around. He was just, man, that's how it is under the man. Hey, being on the Holy Ghost. You just don't be clunking around. You, man, you be on fire for the Lord. You be like, God, you're good. Man, who is it that you want me to talk to today? That's his power. Because he says that, hey, I, 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 he says that you will receive power, meaning you don't have it in yourself to do it. You can't talk to somebody about Christ without having his power. It just it don't work like that. We're not like that. We don't care about people. It's like, dude, man, I got mine. You get yours. It's like, I'm going to work. You need to go to work. But it's not always clear cut and dry like that. In society, some people need a little bit more help. I was one of those ones, man. My story is I needed some help. Mama couldn't help me. Daddy couldn't help me. Penitentiary couldn't help me. And so I came to a place in my life to where it's like, man, God, uh, 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 can't nobody help me. I ain't doing what society want me to do. I ain't doing what nobody want me. I'm just doing me. And so I came to a place in my own uh, uh, walk where it was like, God, I, I just need you, man. I need, a, I need a purpose. This is not like not my purpose, being self-willed and just doing whatever I want to do. You know, you know how we do. Some of us still like that right now. And so I came to a place, man, in a jail cell to where here it was. I, I started reading the purpose-driven life. And I started feeling like for once in my life that I had a purpose. And it did not matter if I was in prison. I didn't even care anymore. Because I knew I had a purpose. I knew that God loved me. And that it didn't matter. Don't matter. Because, see, once you get your purpose down, that's like your why. Why do you do what you do? Because, see, a lot of us go to work, and we don't go, man, just like, oh, okay, to work because, oh, I love my boss. We go to work because, man, there's a, a, a reward on the end of it. You're going to give me my check. And so here it is, you know, God, look at all he's done for us. He's like, can you just do some greater works for me? I heard an amen there because that's really how it is. Because, see, sometimes, man, we don't really want to serve God. Some days I come to that place early in the morning. It's like, you know, I'm still talking back to him. And I'm surprised he ain't popped me in my mouth. <laughs> like, dude, what did you say? Like, like, I know you not saying that to me because look at all I've done for you. And look at all that I'm still doing. In spite of you. Meaning spirit over self. And so I shared that because I wanted to go ahead and I didn't get a chance to talk about it. Because, you know, we go from glory to glory. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart. The things that God has prepared for us. I woke up one day and, man, it was like, dude, you're going to be like, man, hey, a chair of the NAACP. And I was like, not me. I ain't no Martin Luther King or nothing. No. Mm-mm. But God said, yes, 
that's what what you did in the past is not man your story now meaning that here it is God's got man this awesome thing and it's called God's still writing our story that's a powerful thing because some of us we count ourselves out this morning we look back on everything that we've done and said you know what God, you, you can't do nothing with me. And God's like, yes, I can do something with you. I can do exceedingly and abundantly all that you can even ask or think in your life. I can take you places you've never even been. I will have you meet people that you've never even met. I didn't ever think I was going to meet Pastor Davies or Mr. Grabhorn. I'm like, dude, this is cool, God. This is cool. I didn't think I was going to meet people, man, the NAACP and everything. Like, who does that? See, they got the two good resumes. <laughs> After 10 years, they got the, you know, the uh, Christian one where God's worked with me, and they got the secular one where, you know, there's like no dents in there and, you know, got like work history now and everything. They got those resumes. But sometimes, you know, my mind goes back to, Oh, they didn't get the other one. They didn't get the testimony that God is going to keep on doing awesome things. He's going to keep on doing awesome things. He's going to keep on doing awesome things in generations. I mean, some of the, like, stuff that, you know, it's like the stuff me and Kyle, like, talk about. It's like that stuff is going to come true now. You don't even know some of the stuff that he thinks about. Like, for the community, not for himself, dude. For real. Like a community center. Like things that, you know, is well needed here. Or some of the stuff when the George Floyd thing happened. You know, some of his responses and like, you know, this is what we need to do, man, to protect our community. And I was like, man, those are some awesome ideas. Because he's like, man, no longer should police officers like me um, ride around like by themselves. Put some body cameras on them. Have them ride around, man, not just with, you know, here it is by the cell, but sometimes with mental health and everything. That's the kind of stuff he thinks about, man. And what I'm trying to say is that God has set man it up to do some greater works. And the operations team, they need your help. They need everybody's cooperation. And so some days that means, you know, on weekends and everything, weekend gone. Playtime next the following weekend. I mean, that's just how it goes sometimes. And so, you know, it's all about man's spirit over self. Being more selfless. Catching ourselves when it's like, you know, I'm just like, you know, man, self, you just, you know, you know how we do. I'm not putting up no chairs today or nothing. Gone. You know how we do, and we hit the gas. And lead a pastor with the responsibility and the worries and everything. And, and like he don't have family to get home to, you know. And so what I'm saying today is that, man, hey, God is going to do a greater work. I mean, I just felt like that was like when I was sitting there, it's like, no, tell them that I'm going to do a greater work, man. And the things that, man, hey, you were probably even thinking about seeing and, and, and I'm going to do greater than that. And so it starts, man, even at, man, the lower level, man, just, man, honoring, man, your leadership here. Amen? 
just honoring him, you know, and being available and, man, putting those values into place and everything because that's what truly what matters this morning. And so I want to thank you, man, for just, man, listening to me. I want to tell you a little bit about what we've got going on in our church plan and everything. Um, man, um, I've been mentored the past, what, eight months, man, with Pastor Davies and everything. And um, I'm just still in awe, man, that, you know, here it is for eight months every Tuesday. He ain't missed it. He ain't said, okay, here's my bill. But he's mentored me in church planning. And church planning is not easy. And I asked him in the beginning, I said, well, man, you sure you want to do this? You guys are new in the church plant, too. He said, yeah, I want to do this. And so that's putting God's purposes and priorities over our own. Because no matter how much we have to do, it's all about God's purpose and, 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 and purpose. Because we all want to be able to boldly say this morning, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are what? Called according to his purpose. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit today. Amen. sneak out of here yet I uh, I want to pray for him um, Damon's been doing some incredible ministry in the community over the years um, God has taken him just on an incredible journey and as he said we, we meet every Tuesday we talk dreams um, for what God is doing uh, not just through us and generations but but through seeds of greatness through his ministry um, and I, I always see Damien out uh, just in the community loving people well, people uh, who I think sometimes we just walk by. Um, Damien never walks by, um, and that just, it inspires me. And so I just, I just want to pray for him, God's blessing and favor uh, on him. And, uh, and I just want to share uh, after that just how we can respond to God this morning. So let me pray for him, and then I'll invite us to respond to God's Holy Spirit this morning. Father, you are good. God, I am thankful uh, for Damien. God, he, he makes me a better pastor. He makes me a better man, God. So I just, I was thankful for him, uh, for who he is, for who you created him to be. God, for how you worked in his life, how you've, you've brought him into faith, God, and how you are using him to touch the lives of others. God, use him in powerful and mighty ways in this community. God, use him, direct his steps, give him favor with those he meets with, give, give him favor and guidance with those who, who he serves. God, provide a way. God, I, I know that his heart is to see a new church community started through him because he wants to see more people trust and follow you. He wants to see uh, greater things done in this community, um, and he wants it all uh, because of Jesus. He wants it all because of Jesus. I, I know his heart. God, so I just thank you for, for bringing us together. Thank you for your love and for your grace. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.